0: Hey there, it's Nick. Thanks for listening to your Daily Dose. And thank you for watching TV. On this very special episode, Bob and I talk about old shows and how cringeworthy they can be. Inspirational on occasion, but even taking into account the context, they are still pretty bad. Tune in and turn on.
1: We watched I Love Lucy this week. Yeah. And we watched uh, the first episode of I Love Lucy, the very first one. Oh, my gosh. And, and a very old episode of The Brady Bunch. I could not believe how sexist my old favorite shows were. I mean... Oh,
0: they're terrible. Even if you go back... Here's the thing. Even if you go back 10 years, yeah. there is a complete difference. There's a complete disconnect. And obviously, there's still shows that are disconnected from reality on some level for whatever reason. But yeah, you go back that far and you don't realize like my grandparents loved watching reruns of all shapes and sizes. Yeah. How many of these
1: things you were hearing on a regular basis? It it gets under your skin. It has to become a part of your zeitgeist, right? I mean, that's... So we... I'm watching it with my favorite feminist, Patty, and we're just... It it was affecting our ability to enjoy the shows. Oh, sure. Because it just felt like this is so, I don't know, patronizing and so wrong. Uh, But... Again, I I know it was a different time, a different era, different values. You can put that into context. It's the
0: interesting thing is, isn't there a better version of the sitcom, even though it's historical and it's important on so many levels from a representation standpoint and what a female comedian was able to do back then Mm -hmm. um, and who doesn't love Uh, Lucy. Uh, She's just amazing. And the fact that she could come across in black and white and just be so effervescent and charming and all of those things. But yeah, at some point you got to go, this is just interesting historically.
1: Yeah, well, you raise a good point too that uh, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to this incredible performance and the fact that she did own that franchise, even though you know Desi Lu Productions and Ricky was a part oh, owner sure. of all this stuff. Without Lucy, I mean, it wasn't was it called? I love Desi.
0: Oh my god, so right. amazing and influential. Like, how many women did she turn on to comedy? How many oh, people yeah. did she influence?
1: Um, See, for me, it's her. Lily Tomlin, yeah, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett, these incredible like titans of, of comedy, you know, funny, funny human beings. Even Imogene Coca, back in the day with in the uh, your show of shows with Sid Caesar, hilarious human being, completely physical and and goofy and super funny. And uh, it's good that we had them, you know. I think I, I I like having them. I consider those to be heroes of mine in in the world of comedy. Yeah. You know, I think we should all look at him that way. But Lucy, man, and she was so gorgeous. I mean, oh, beautiful. I, when I was like, a kid, I was blind to the fact yeah. that Lucy was this uh, knockout, uh, incredible redhead with blue eyes. And uh, well, you didn't see her that way because she
0: was in black and white. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Good point.
0: And I was five. But I think that you know what was interesting about the seventies and eighties is you started having more. Uh, obviously a little more representation. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say there, there, there was some representation, finally. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, as opposed to zero okay. before. Yeah. But even in the sitcoms, you would occasionally have uh, messages, mm-hmm. right? I remember very distinctly um, the Jeffersons. Oh, yeah. Um, there was one episode where, and I can't remember the neighbor's name, but he invites George to a meeting of, and George was black, yeah. Just for anybody who doesn't know, what George this is Jefferson, about. right on. Yeah, so it's George and Wheezy Jefferson moving to a part of town where you wouldn't typically see black people. So it was social commentary throughout. Mm-hmm. But and it was a spinoff of um, All in the Family. Yeah, yeah. All in the Family, because he was a character Norman there. Right. Uh, having said all that, this it was always a fairly traditional race-based uh, sitcom mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, they got into a lot of different things. Uh, interracial marriage right. was one that was never introduced to me until that show. That's right,
1: because his neighbor was yeah. married—a black woman, white yeah. man. Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, but one of the episodes, uh, the other neighbor couple, the guy invites George to a meeting of people who care about the neighborhood. So George took that to mean like neighborhood watch, like we got to get crime out of here, yeah. we got to do those things, and it turned out to be the Ku Klux Klan. but he didn't realize Uh, that. so at first the joke was that he was there and he was agreeing like we got to get these guys out of here thinking he was talking about criminals thinking he was talking about um not realizing that in their case they're talking about him that's brilliant so the weirdest part of it was the leader of the group uh i can't remember if it's because george is there or just in general has a heart attack so george gives him cpr until the paramedics can come and the son is there with him the son of the leader of the yeah. ku klux klan and uh he looks to his son and goes why did you do that why did you let him give me cpr because you would have died and he said you would you should have let me die." and the the son obviously becomes a little you know he thanks george and all that and he yeah, becomes yeah. a good person because of it that was the message there But that's what stuck with me of all that show. Yeah. Like, that is something that I think we kind of gloss over as these very special episodes, but they do something at some point. Like, an older person, an older version of me would have looked at and got rolled my eyes and just gone heavy handed much. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But younger
1: me was like, Oh, wow. wow. That's a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? And I think that tying it up in a, in a neat little bow, it's a, it's a device, but it's a useful device that makes us feel it. I, I mean, I think that's what Norman Lear was incredible at, uh, at. It was Norman Lear, right, who did All in the Family and did... Uh, I believe so. I mean, so, I mean, brilliant bringing out the controversy in, in a way that makes you laugh but feel the sting at the same time. You know, there was a scene on an elevator... Uh, with Archie Bunker and a black man and a young Latino couple. It's an older, distinguished black man, young Latino couple. And the young Latino couple are all over each other. And the black man uh, black man says something like, really, you should show more respect in public. And Archie Bunker looks at him and says, well, isn't that the black call in the kettle pot? <laughs> Just that bungling of the, of the metaphor, right? But in a way that makes you laugh because what an idiot Archie Bunker is. Yeah. And at the same time, they were connecting... He, Archie Bunker, the ultimate bigot, and a black man, over their criticism of this young Latino couple, like all we need is a common enemy in order to be united. And yeah. I, th- I thought the '70s and '80s there was some brilliant stuff like that. That
0: yeah, uh, there was some. I mean, again, historically, you're going
1: to see yeah. some stuff that is just cringeworthy. But that was created. Cr- that was cringeworthy to show the cringeworthiness of it. Like in *I Love Lucy*, when it's sexist, it wasn't oh, it's purely it, sexist. It, it, yeah. They believed that. But, that was but when case. Archie Bunker is sexist or racist. Sure. It's all to say, this is how bad that looks. Yeah. You know, this is how stupid this sounds. Hi, gang, it's Bob. I love that conversation with Nick because it started out as a complete indictment of the sexism and racism in early American television. Then, lickety split, it changed into us rediscovering the brilliance of people like Lucille Ball and Norman Lear and Sherman Hemsley. It reminds me that, in most cases, when we look closely enough, Nothing is really all good or all bad. And that gives me hope. Until next time, my friends, let's take a closer look at the things that disturb us and see if there just might be a little something in there that we can love.